Welcome to another episode of our unique NUFC podcast. In a week where it's raining goals from a supremely confident tsunami, we look at the week gone by as Eddie's mags turn their attention to Southampton at home. It's a big welcome to Black and White with Arab News. Back to Trippier, Wilson's got in front of Tarkovsky, taken it down and helped it forwards to Almiron. And he's moving it over to this near Newcastle side. Target over halfway, down the wing for Joel Linton. Four in the attack, Joel Linton chops inside into the area. Effort from Joel Linton, saved by... Yes! And the rebound stabbed in, and Callum Wilson... It's a warm welcome back to former Premier League legend Kevin Campbell to help us review the Goodison Park clash last night and also to preview the Saints. Before we say hi to him, though, we welcome our own prolific pen king, sports editor Ali Khaled. AK, let's take it right back to the Spurs game. Five goals in a devastating 21 minutes. Let's start the week off right. Yeah, I mean, you must be very happy, Pete. You and all the Newcastle Bouncing. fans. Bouncing. What a week. Um Listen, uh, Pete, after Villa, you were a little bit worried. Uh, you said it's a bit of a wake-up call, and it was. It was a wake-up call. But um, I know I'm starting to sound like a bit of a broken record, but uh, every challenge, every minor setback that Newcastle have faced uh, this season, you know, they've they've answered in the best possible way. You know, like uh, the Carabao Cup and the, the loss to City came back strongly after that. You know, then, you know, the, the Villa game, uh, again, which few of us have, have said, like probably the worst performance of the season, you were slightly worried, but I mean, what better way to answer it with the best performance of the season uh, against uh, Tot- uh, Tottenham? I think prior to that, we thought the game against Manchester United was uh, probably Newcastle's uh, yeah, most complete performance uh, the, this year. And uh, But I think the, the 6-1 against Tottenham has become the signature performance under Eddie Howe, the signature performance for the new regime. Um, I think it was today where all the hard work and everything that, you know, they've been working towards sort of came together. And I think it's also the day that the fans really started to believe. I know a lot of people have been cautious, but now they're, they're starting to say, right, you know, Champions League football is, um, you know, a strong possibility. It's not quite there yet, but of all the teams that are challenging for it, I mean, you know, Newcastle are by far in the, in the healthiest position. Great stuff and, and well summed up, Ali. Welcome, Super Kevin Campbell. Uh, we're going to get straight into the business. There was a big, big game on at Goodison Park for both ends of the table. It, it the tune, got to say, Kev, the tune weathered what I would call a blue tidal wave of emotion for the first 15, 20 minutes, didn't they? Yeah, they did. And uh, look, Everton, if it, it was such a, such a big game for Everton, they're at home. They wanted to get themselves in front. They approached the game in the right manner. They put Newcastle under a lot of pressure, you know, trapped them in midfield. Newcastle couldn't get it going. But when you're when you're a team like Newcastle going for Champions League, you have to be able to weather the storm. And for all Everton's early dominance, what's the thing? When you're on top, what do you have to do? You have to score. You have to get your noses in front. Everton's biggest problem all season has been scoring goals. They couldn't get it done. And then slowly you saw Newcastle start to get a foothold in the game. And once Newcastle got a foothold in the game, got that break, great play by Joel Linton, who was man of the match. And, um, you know, it was... it was <laughs> Callum Wilson stuck it away yet again against Everton. The writing was on the wall uh, for, mm. for Everton. And, it, you know, it, was, it became a tight game and Calvert-Lewin scored and it was just offside. It was a whisker offside. But you knew how Everton approached the second half was going to be vital. And to be fair, they approached it in the right way. But 
Newcastle just had too much quality for them. And sometimes you've got to hold your hands up, Pete. Listen, they're, they're, they're in form. They've got two strikers who... Uh, I think the way Eddie Howe has used the squad has been very good because he keeps the players hungry. One minute Isaac's in, and you see Callum Wilson come on, and he doesn't look too happy. Next minute he's starting, Isaac comes on, and Isaac... Callum Wilson scores a couple. Isaac comes on and as a, as a blinder as well. So I think he's utilised his squad really well. And let's be honest, they, they blew Everton away. When Everton thought maybe we could get back into it at 3-1, Isaac goes on that Maisie, which was, which was incredible, wasn't it? What a run. Absolutely brilliant. I've got, I've got to say, Kev, as, as a former striker, is it is it a sort of a carrot and stick method that Eddie is using? Because you're quite right, because Callum Wilson said on his podcast, with, with Mikel Antonio that he was like, you know, that Spurs game, he said, I was itching. I was on the mm. bench and the goals are flying in here. I'm, I'm itching to get on and get amongst it. So do you think that's a sort of mentality that when they get on there, they've got to take that chance? 100%. Um, it is a carrot and a stick uh, type, as you said. But it's all in the, it's all, everybody's in the right mind, mindset. To, to force Newcastle into that Champions League spot. That is, the, that is the hunger of the squad. It's not, I'm throwing my toys out the pram type of hunger or type of mindset. It's, I want to get in amongst it, he's saying. And, and that's, that's how it should be. It should be, I want to get on the pitch. Five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. If I'm starting, I have to perform because I know there's somebody on the sideline who can do the business. So it works both ways, Pete. Ali as well, it's, a, it's someone else it's working for who's in a rich, by his standards, rich vein of goal-scoring form. Jacob Murphy looks like he's been playing in that first team for Newcastle for two or three seasons. He's, he's, he's play, he plays like a man possessed, Ali. They're, absolutely. I mean, I think uh, they're all playing well. Jacob Murphy in particular, two games against uh, two goals against Tottenham and, uh, you know, again uh, against Everton. He's... Um, He's playing so well, so is Willock. Everybody who's getting their chance, I mean, you know, Kevin uh, mentioned it. He's saying they're getting their, you know, they're waiting, they're hungry for their opportunity. But the really important point is that they are getting those opportunities. You know, it's not like, you know, they're, you know, we, and we have mentioned this in the past, probably with Kevin in the last time he was on as well, we were saying that it has been a masterclass by uh, Eddie Howe, how he's used the squad. And I think the players who, who are being drop to the bench or like you know we, we in the past we'd say drop to the bench they know with five substitutions they're going to get their chance you know they're more likely than they're not there they're going to get some piece of the action and everyone's ready for it as Kev said you know there nobody's like uh nobody's complaining nobody's that you know uh, you know throwing tantrums and all that they're just waiting their chances and they all seem to be getting the chances even at the back we mentioned I know one of your favorites uh Matt Target finally got like uh got a start you know um uh, so Every, it seems to me everyone who's been you know, given an opportunity has come in and done a, done a job. No one's really let the team down. And the ones who are, not be, who are like being uh, you know, like kept on the bench, when they are called upon, you know, it, it just seems to be quite seamless, their introduction. And I think, obviously, like the, the main ones are um, you know, Callum Wilson and Alexander Izak. You know, they're just both, both like inspiring each other to keep on scoring. Yep, take each other to greater heights. Kevin, as, as well... Uh, as the Newcastle taking care of business and I love that because in all the years I've known you there's, there's two phrases that stand out for me you're super Kevin Campbell is take care of business and find a way yeah. 
whilst the two not doing that, they're getting a little bit of help as well with the results. And those teams around them are having to play each other, which is fantastic for us. And, and you know, you look at Tottenham, who who needed a response after that Newcastle game. And the perfect result for, for us Toon fans was was that draw, wasn't it? It was a draw. I mean, at 2-0, I, I thought, wow, you know, Manchester United are, are, are going to take this. Spurs are going to be in the doldrums. But, you know, Spurs, after what you guys done to them, Pete, I tell you what, they had to show some fight and they fought They fought back to 2-2. Perfect result for you guys getting three points. So you guys are in the driving seat for, uh, uh, you know, your Champions League spot. We know there's there's a lot of games to come. And it, it, what is it, a five-game season now? Yeah. So, uh, you know, you're going to fancy yourselves, Newcastle, aren't you? You're going to fancy yourselves. But... What one thing we do know about this game of football, it can trip you up if you don't stick to your principles. So Eddie Howe, I'm sure, is going to keep utilising that squad. He's going to keep the players focused. And do you know what? Champions League football for Newcastle next season, what a massive, massive achievement. And I know it's not a trophy, Pete. Just like Arsenal. Arsenal getting back into Champions League football is not a, a trophy. But it's a great achievement from a new group. Arsenal's group's new. Newcastle's group is young and new. So, great achievement by Eddie Howe and the, and the football club. Indeed. Ali, looking at the other top four contenders, because we always like to have a round on the show of what's going on in and around us. Uh, an ideal week, really, if you look at it. Uh, let's paint the, paint the scores on the doors. Brighton and Spurs and Man United all dropping points. Although Aston Villa march on, and, and they yep. they sort of, you know... They're in the ascendancy as well, and then we've got games this weekend where the teams are playing each other. So it is it is starting to come to what we call the business end, isn't it? Yeah, I think I think the biggest thing that um, you know in favour of Newcastle is that the games are running out. I mean, Kev said it's a five game season now. You know, the games are running out. I mean, you look at Liverpool are coming into a bit of form, you know, but. Too little, too late. Way too little, too late. Because they're about like you know, if, if Newcastle win the game in hand, they're like twelve points, or or and Manchester United nine points. So you're you're counting on you know teams to lose three games, which is just not going to happen. You know, and and more importantly, you're counting on yourself to win all five or six games left. You know, again, you know, Liverpool haven't shown neither Liverpool or Tottenham have shown any like sort of consistency to win six games in a row. You know, I know Liverpool are on a decent run at the moment but it's come too late Tottenham who, who were a bit closer and could have helped themselves out you know had they beaten uh, Manchester United uh, yesterday very inconsistent again you know so it's, it, you're, you're requiring you know the, in Newcastle to drop a lot of points a lot of points and and for the, for the other teams to actually win and there's only five you know you've run out of games if this was, if there was 10 games left I would you know possibly fancy Liverpool to put in a run because they've done it quite a few times even when they've, they've dropped up but with five five or six games left I think it's it's almost a done deal now. Uh, I, I would say I really can't see anyone displacing Manchester United and, uh, and Newcastle in the top four. See how the weekend goes. Leave the rest le- le- needing snookers, perhaps. Yeah. Um, Kev, let's look at this Sunday's opponents and look at the other end of the table as well. Because for Southampton, uh, and you were with Franny Bernali, our good friend, yeah. just, just, just recently. I spoke with Jim Magilton yesterday. This is most. This is last chance saloon for Saints, if if not too late, because you know you talk about your Leeds, Everton's, Leicester's, and Forests, but but Southampton are still stuck, and they badly need a result. Yeah, they desperately need a result. Pete, 
uh, let me tell you something. It might be one of the very few times, uh, apart from the, the, the bigger teams, where an opposition team comes and tries to press you at home. Yeah. And that's what Newcastle love. Come and press us so we can play through you because Newcastle are very good on the counter and very good at beating the press uh, because the way they do it, they push it through you and they're, they're, they're a very good running team. Southampton have to go there with a positive mindset. They need the three points, Pete. A point's no good for them. No. But a point's no good for Newcastle and a point's no good for Southampton. So both teams are going to have to go for it. Listen. Nil-nil on Sunday then. <laughs> well, listen, no, I don't. I think there's going to be goals because I think the way Newcastle are playing right now, they're very difficult to handle um, on the attack. And Southampton do concede goals. Mm. So, again, Southampton have to come to, to St. James's Park with a mindset of attack, and it's going to suit Newcastle down to the ground. I can't see anything other than a Newcastle win, Pete. But we know what this league can do. Pete, uh, if I might jump in on that point, I agree 100%. I think, uh, I think Newcastle will win, probably comfortably as well. And the thing is, um, Kev, we might have discussed this the last time you were on. We were saying how close it is at the bottom. So many teams close to each other. We, we said it's probably going to go to the last day of the season for all three spots. But I think this is the first time in this season, and I'm, I might be wrong here, but you know, it must be close. It's the first time in the season that the team at the bottom, which is Southampton, even if they win, they don't go, they don't rise above the table. Until recently, until like a few days ago, until last week, every team that was even in 20th position, one win took them up to 9th, 18th yes. or outside the top. And, and they were that close. They're starting to be that little gap now. It's a, yeah. a four-point gap, you know. I can't see Southampton winning at Newcastle. And if Newcastle, and should they not get nothing out of that they game? They get cut adrift, don't they? They get cut adrift. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, unfortunately for them, but... Uh, it's 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 kind of been coming, you know. I, I worry for Everton as well. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, in in that, you know, under Sean Dyche, they have been fighting. You know, they've they've scrapped a couple of points. They were down to ten men last week, and you know, you, you know, in isolation, you think that's a good result. You know, down to ten men, you get a good point. Point one points, you know, every couple of games is no good at this point. You need a couple of wins, you know, to take you up. Uh, and um, and again, same thing that we said about the top of the table applies to the uh, bottom of the table. You're running out of games again. You're thinking, you know, well, if we win three out of five and all that, well, there's a reason why you're at the bottom. It's because you haven't won three games in a row all season. Ali, you know, Ali you're right. And you know what? This might come down to Monday's game mm. at Leicester. Mm. Oh, at yeah. Everton. You know, Ev Leicester, Everton. Leicester in, Leicester in hot water. Everton are in hot water. Leicester want to pull away. Everton need to get out of that bottom three. So it's going to be a hell of a game. And, and you, you throw Leeds into that mix who are having an absolute, absolutely torrid spell at the moment. And and, and I, I looked at Everton last night and bar, you know, I, I think that I, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Alex Awobi and I just didn't think he was at his best. I mm -hmm. thought he was, he, he's always available, Kev. He's got bags of energy. He's not, but he can see a pass. He's got a turn of pace. And I thought he was he was possibly at 85, 90% last night. And Ever Everton suffered for that because of the fact that they they don't have three or four other players of that ilk who can, that can who carry. Can, who can carry. And, and that's, listen, uh, Pete, it is what it is at the end of the day. What Everton have to do, Everton's away form is, is terrible. But they have to find a way. This is, we've, we saw it last season. We saw it the season before. 
So that's why I think Everton are just going to stay up on the last day. I think they play Bournemouth at home, Pete, last day of the season, Ali. And if Everton could get it to the last game, they've done really well. I expect them to get it to the last game. And then it's a, it's a lottery after that, isn't it? You just have to try and win your home game. Fingernail time. Um, AK taking stock here. Newcastle then have got a, a winnable game at home this weekend. And another set of perfectly timed fixtures for the Gallagher faithful because rivals face each other again. Man United facing off against Villa and, of course, Liverpool play Spurs. So, again, it, 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 the, the fixture goddess has been kind to the tune. Yes, I think uh, Liverpool and Tottenham will knock each other out. Uh, um, I mean, I fancy Liverpool to win, but uh, either way, like I, I think it's, it's come, the run of form has come a little bit late for Liverpool. Uh, a loss for Tottenham or a draw really puts them out of, you know, out of, I think puts them out of the picture. You know, re, you know, they're running out of games, and uh, you know, with the best will in the world, Villa and is it Villa Brighton? Did you say the the other match? Um, yeah, I think I've got yeah. Yep, Villa Brighton. You know, you know, absolutely brilliant. Both teams have been this season, like a breath of fresh air. You know, but uh, with the best will in the world, I still can't see either of them. You know, like challenging Manchester United and Newcastle uh, in the top four. I feel like the top four is kind of settled. You know, we'd love a bit of excitement. Certainly, I, you know, I'd love for uh, for my Liverpool to to make a late run and all that. But it's just, it's. I just keep going back to the fact that they've run out of games. Absolutely. Kev, while it's still one game at a time for Eddie and you on your media duties must have heard that, whether you're on BBC, TalkSport or Sky, Eddie Howe, he basically just presses play and rewind, doesn't he? There's no mention of the CL word, but the powers that be, I wanted your take on it, you know, your Dan Ashworths, your Darren Eels that behind the scenes at Newcastle. They'll be well working on a plan of attack for what's required on the pitch next season, won't they? Yeah, Pete, there'd be two plans. Um, that's that's the way these people work. You'd have to have two plans. One plan is for Champions League football. The other plan is if you're in Europe or not, how you recruit. Because we all know the type of recruitment you need for the Champions League is different to when you're in Europa. You know, a lot of teams suffer because they cannot attract the better players to your football club without Champions League football. Now, I believe Newcastle are going to make it to the Champions League. I believe all of a sudden, you know those deep pockets that Newcastle have, Pete? I think it's time for Eddie Howe and Dan Ashworth and the people upstairs to dig, dig deep in there now because, Pete, let's be honest, Newcastle are ahead of schedule. They're ahead of the schedule. If they've got Champions League football now, Listen, do not rest on your laurels. Go and get certain players and go for it. Because you know what, Pete? It, it, it's, hard to, it's hard to make it to the Champions League. As we know, you look at Liverpool outside, Chelsea outside. Certain teams who you think would have been challenging are not. So when you're there, you've got to strengthen in, in the right way. Absolutely. Kev, if I, if I just add to that, I think it's, it's such a good point about the two different, uh, you know, uh, plans. plans that they will have. But one thing, I mean, you know, we, we talk about like qualifying to the Champions League, we talk about like strengthening for the Champions League, you know, but the point about them being ahead of schedule, having had the season that they had and gone into the Cham- you know, Champions League, sure, they're going to strengthen for the Champions League. But very importantly, we don't really talk about this much. There will be expectation next season for them to challenge for the title. 
I mean, you know, we keep talking about the Champions League, but, you know, they're going to be, if, if you finish the season in third, then the title is, is on the line. Regardless of what you're going to do in the Champions League, you're going to strengthen for that. You know, you're going to be thinking, you know, we can't, you can't just, you know, like say, right, we've, we've made it. We'll go for top four again. N- next season will be, as you say, if they, if they dig deep and like sign a couple of top, top players, you know, like a striker, a midfielder and a defender, then, the, then you know, the title, you know, is it would be a title challenge will be expected. Uh, uh, Ali, let me just add to what you say. It has to be the, the plan. Because if you could do it in three years, if you could do in three years what, what maybe the plan was in five years, do it. Yeah. You know, Newcastle had a schedule. Get deep in those pockets and bring in the quality players that you need. You want a good Champions League campaign and you want a really good challenge in the Premier League. That's what you're going to want. Yes, you can go in the Cups, but you've got the squad then. You've got the depth of squad where everybody is in the same focus mindset that even when you change it, the team is still functioning at a high level. That's the key. That is the key. Yeah, and, and, and the trajectory is so, as you say, ahead of schedule, but it's an obvious one. I think, I think maybe, I mean, Arsenal, another one of your, your former, who have been absolutely brilliant this year, absolutely brilliant. But possibly the, 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 the title challenge came a bit out of nowhere, you know, like maybe yeah. they, they, were, they were thinking, right, you know, like we'll try and Champions for, for League you know, like, you know, and and they've gone all like sort of like almost missed out what Newcastle have done this season. They went yeah. from, from outside to challenging, you know, and possibly not cha- not strengthening you know the, the point you made you know like you, you know you plan for a certain level of perform- for, uh, uh, season you know and possibly arsenal not strengthening in january you know I, i'm not sure if that's it's hurt them you, you probably know a little bit more about that than i do i i think arsenal have been brilliant i don't think they've bottled it as a lot of people are saying i think arsenal you know they've just you know had a dip that was always going to come and i've said it all along and i'm sure a lot of people have said it all along city are just relentless liverpool have had have faced this every year you know, you put on a run of nine or ten games win, they'll put on 14 games, uh, you know, winning streak and all that. Uh, and this was always going to come from City. I think Arsenal have done incredibly well. I think it's very harsh for people who say it'll be a terrible season. I think the disappointment will be terrible. I get that. But what they've Ali, done is great. Ali, and, and, and I look at the comparison between Arsenal, um, Ali and Pete, and Newcastle right now, because Ali's right. That, that kind of gap year, what Newcastle have done, to, to make it in. Arsenal have bypassed that. You're right, Ali, for a challenge. But here's the, here's the problem, and this is why this summer for both of, of, of our clubs are going to be so important. Liverpool have, have, have had it year in, year out. If you don't qualify for the Champions League, the level of player you can bring in is not of the standard that is going to be able to challenge Manchester City. They've had year after year after year of being there, seeing it, doing it, bringing in this player. This don't work. They can mix and match. Liverpool have done it. Arsenal, Newcastle haven't had that luxury. Now, now they can't. Now in the summer, that's why it's going to be so important. Both clubs, Newcastle got the deepest pockets in the league. They're going to go in. But Arsenal have proven actually we can sustain it until six games. We need a deeper squad. We need a better yeah. squad, more equ- a better equipped squad. And the only way you're going to do that is by digging in your pockets and yeah. getting those players in to the entice first, them to Champions League football. 
Arsenal's first eleven has has been superb, and and you know that until recently, you know he he had the luxury of picking, you know uh, the, the same same, the same players, and they they were absolutely superb. But then Saliba gets injured, and and it shows, you know. Newcastle again slightly ahead of schedule in that they've been strengthening in every transfer window over the last year and a half um, or two years, uh, yeah, year and a half. So I think they've had that luxury, maybe that you know margin to actually like you know plan a little bit more. While Arsenal's improvement was so massive, obviously so was Newcastle's, you know. But but Arsenal, as you say, we went from outside the top uh, four to challenging, yeah. and you know the, the pressure of being at the top for so long and having uh, City, you know, like chase you, it must be huge, you know, and uh, I mean, absolute total respect for Arsenal. I think they played brilliant football. I think they, I don't think, I'm not one of those people who thinks that, you know, like the nerves got to them or they've bottled it. I just think the circumstances, they're up against the best team in the world, probably the best club. Uh, side well, the one of, they're up against the best squad in the, in the Premier League, that's for sure. Yeah. And the current champions. And as you know, Anybody, if you're going to win the title, you have to take it off of Man City. Liverpool done that yeah. once. Liverpool yeah. hit some heights that many teams will never hit and still didn't win. And it. still didn't, yep. You Correct. know, so th- this team are an incredible team. They're an incredible club with a with a squad that is e- everybody else could, is envious of. Yeah. But that's the level. So New- Arsenal, Newcastle... Liverpool, Chelsea, everybody's got to rejig their mindset and get get uh, cracking in the window uh, in the summer. I've got to I've got to remain uh, with Eddie Howe's vision here. I can't look more than one game ahead of the time, <laughs> even though Kev on the horizon is a is a huge game between our two clubs of the tune and Arsenal. But again, yeah. that's for another day. We won't look at that. So I'm going to put you on the spot, Kev, for, for a score, a super Kevin Campbell prediction for Newcastle at home to the Saints. I'm going to go 4-1 to Newcastle. I think Newcastle going to win the game. I know you can get tripped up, but Newcastle are not going to let it slip at home. 4-1. Brilliant. Uh, as always, to see Super Kevin Campbell. Last word on the podcast belongs to our Arab news sport editor, Ali Khaled. So, Ali, how do you see Sunday panning out? Is it a case of the Mags go marching on and the Saints go marching out? And a prediction yeah, I, from you. Yeah, no, I can't see anything but a Newcastle win. 4 1. That's I think that's what Newcastle won at Southampton, what a game that I was at, remember? You know, yeah, I, that was uh, uh, very enjoyable day out in, in Southampton, and Newcastle won 4 1. Uh, I think it'll be something similar as well. I think Kevin's got it. I'll, I'll go for 3-0. I'll go for 3-0. We'd Newcastle. like a clean sheet because the, the only tiny blemish, and, and it is it is something that that rock uh, of a back four have, have... It's 12 games since they since they had a shutout. Um, and doesn't that, matter when you're scoring... doesn't matter when doesn't. you're scoring 6-4. and four, When you're scoring 6-4. <laughs> you must have right. that big picture of Kevin Keegan up in the, in the changing room. <laughs> if they score one, we'll score four. Um <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. Look forward to it. And again, uh, as always, thanks to Super Kevin Campbell for guesting on another episode of Black and White with Arab News. How are the lads? 